gorgeous souls and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I am honored to have you here and I'm very excited that you're going to be joining me in this beautiful, powerful conversation with Amy Natalie, who is passionate and a leader really at supporting women in really listening to and igniting their feminine power so that we're not only surviving on a daily basis, but we're actually thriving. And we get into what that looks like, why we're in this place of hyper productivity and so many women are experiencing burnout, how we can shift out of that, what it looks like to balance the feminine, flowy, intuitive side of ourselves with the masculine aspect of productivity and structure in our businesses and how we even flow between the feminine and the masculine as wives, partners, homemakers, and all of those different things. I think this is such a powerful conversation for us to all be having as ambitious women right now, because I think we're at the forefront of really asking ourselves, what do we want our futures to look like? How do we want to define success for ourselves? How do we want to feel on a daily basis. And we're almost remolding our next version of history when it comes to how women show up in the workplace, how women create money and how women feel within themselves, both at home and at work. So I'm very excited to introduce you to Amy Natalie and for you to learn more about what she does and her new book, The Feminine Way. I am very excited to have a conversation today on the Girl Unfiltered podcast with Amy and Natalie. We have just met, but when I received the kind of breakdown of what she is talking about right now, what she's working on, what she's creating, it felt like it was in so much alignment with what not only I think I need in my life more of, but I can feel my listeners and my community need more of, and probably we need as women as a collective. So welcome, Amy. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for speaking into that. There's definitely a timeliness with this conversation. And it's really what inspired me to write my book and to get it out at this time, because this information is so needed right now. And similarly to you, I needed this information, which is why I've gone on this deep dive journey. And now I'm really excited and inspired to be able to get to share it with you and with your community as well. So thanks for having me. Of course. And so let's just dive straight in. I would love for you to explain what the theme of your book is and congratulations first of all with launching a new book that's incredible and then it will i would love to hear about how you even got to this place in your life thank you so much yeah i don't have any biological children but i feel like this book is like i'm birthing this baby into the world and instead of a 9 month gestation period it's been like a 2 year gestation period and Yeah, it feels so rewarding to finally have something that I've been pouring my heart and soul into out in the world. And 
the the theme of the book, well, the name of the book is The Feminine Way. And essentially what it is, it's a guide to support ambitious women to reconnect with their feminine energy so that they can create a life of aliveness and pleasure and vitality. And the book guides you through seven different feminine codes, also known as principles, to really help you to get out of the masculine overdrive, the hustle, constantly doing mode, over productivity in that thinking mode where you're constantly stuck in your head and you feel like it's really hard to slow down. When we're in that space for too long as business owners, as mothers, as women, we feel out of balance. We feel out of alignment because our true nature as women, we have a core feminine essence. And when we're not honoring that feminine essence, it throws us off track with our hormones. It throws us off track with our health our emotional well-being, and we need to have that harmony. We're not designed physiologically, biologically, and energetically. We're not designed to be stuck in doing mode all of the time. And that's why we're seeing so much burnout, so much depression, anxiety, fertility issues, because we've been in this hyper-masculine paradigm for too long. And that's really what we're we're looking is what is the new way forward? If that way is not working for us, what is the new way forward? And the new way forward is not just to be in your feminine energy all the time. And especially as ambitious women, we're like, that's not possible, like to sit on the couch, to just relax and do yoga and drink tea. And like the the point is not to be in that mode all of the time, but it is to create more harmony between your masculine and feminine essence. I'm curious to just hear your thoughts on this because it's fascinating to me. Do you feel that this current generation of women are more in like the hyper-masculine, hyper-doing, hyper-productivity than we ever have been before? 100%. Yeah. And that's, that's where I really start the book is like, how did we get here? Like, why are we in this place right now? And It's interesting because back, let's say in the 50s or before then, we had these very kind of patriarchal religious roles where men were out working and women were in the home and we had these designated roles. And then we had the feminist movement where women are like, I'm going to put my my pants on and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to like compete with the men, which is awesome. And now we have women at work and taking care of children, right? And it's like this, even if you don't have children, we've conformed to a more masculine dominant society that really values productivity and that values material success. And all of those things are not bad. It's just like, I've seen so many women, including myself, where we achieve the success, we check off the boxes, and then we're like, wait, why am I feeling unfulfilled? Why am I unhappy? Why am I exhausted? Like I chose to start my own business or I've been working towards climbing that ladder or I thought I wanted to be a mom and like that this would be the most fulfilling thing, but I'm not enjoying my life. And yeah, I feel like we are in a time where things need to shift and we're we're getting that that intuitive pull to do things differently. 
you're literally speaking into so much of what I'm experiencing, even in my own life right now. And so many of my friends are as well. And I, I love taking that bird's eye view of looking at why are we here? Why are we at this? What I feel is like a precipice and what you're speaking into completely also aligns with the work I do in my, my community around money mindset, because that there's so many parallels there where women didn't have financial freedom. I, I literally told my aunt this on Sunday and she couldn't believe this figure or this fact. I was like, women in the US couldn't own their own bank accounts until 1974. She was like, I have to Google that. There's no way that's the case. I'm like, yes, it is. So we went from, as you said, like a very um, structured way of, of this is the woman's role and this is the male role. And then thank God for the feminist movement, we had the the freedom to now go out and work and have our own bank accounts, but we did it in the way that was modeled to us. And what was modeled to us was the patriarchal or the masculine way of doing and achieving. And I think we're at this precipice now of going, hang on a minute, is this the programming that serves me? And we're in such an exciting time. And thank God we're speaking about this and having these conversations where now we get to go, hang on, what's my yes and, or now I've proven, now we know we as women can be multimillionaires and billionaires, or we can earn our own money and we can have success and we can have financial freedom, but hang on. Now let me get really clear on how I want to do that. What are the ways I can do that? And I think we're in this shift that's happening that is also very confusing. And I say that because I feel that of like, really, how do I redefine that? Because it's so, there's so much fine tuning that has to happen. And I did just become a mother. So it's like, what? Um, so I'm just, I'm saying that to say, I'm so excited that us as women can sit and have these conversations and that we're in this fortunate place in our society and in the world right now, where we actually get to go, I'm going to design this in a way that actually serves me and serves my family and serves the greater community as well. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel really blessed and grateful and honored that we get to do this work. Like my mom and my grandma, like they didn't have mm -hmm. the tools, the resources, or the societal shifts that are happening right now that even allowed them to do what we're doing. And I think it's helpful to acknowledge the the name of when I when I look at it from more kind of spiritual evolution, consciousness evolution perspective, the time that we're living in right now is called the feminine rising. And it's not just the feminine rising in women, it's the feminine rising in the collective. And the feminine is the energy of healing. It is the energy of intuition, of creativity, of abundance, of nourishment. And we really, as a culture, have been starving from this disconnect from the divine feminine. And a great place where we can see how disconnected we are from the feminine is when we look at how disconnected we've become from our bodies and how disconnected that we've become from the earth. Those are two ways where we can see, okay, there's something wrong here. Like this isn't the way that it's supposed to be. Like this is not natural for us to be living so disconnected, just living from our neck up and going through the motions and getting to the next level of success and just like not in the space of feeling and not in the space of connection. Like 
there's something wrong there. And, and our souls are really speaking to us individually and collectively of being like, all right, something has to change. And when you say disconnected from the body, I'm really curious how you see that playing out. So someone maybe could even pinpoint, oh, maybe I am, maybe they haven't realized that they're disconnected from their bodies. What does that look like? That's such a great question. And I'll speak to it even from my experience, my personal experience as an entrepreneur and just in, in my life. So if you think about like going through your day and then getting to the end of your day and you've been like working on your computer and you've been running around and doing all these tasks, then you get to the end of the day and you're like, why am I so tired? Or, oh, I noticed that my head hurts or, oh, I have all these emotions bubbling up to the surface. It's because we are so not present with what's happening in our body. And our body is always sending us information it's sending us signals when something is in alignment and when something is out of alignment. So our body will speak to us through physical sensations, through emotional sensations. Our body speaks to us through our intuition. And if we're not taking that time to slow down and connect and tune in, we are missing the signals that are kind of like the check engine light before your car breaks down. Or before you get to that place of complete burnout where your hormones are all whack and you are feeling like you can't show up in the ways that you want to as a mom, as a business owner, like there's signs that happen way before that. And we're so used to numbing out by staying busy. We're addicted to staying busy, numbing out by being on social media, by drinking alcohol, by shopping, by just keeping ourselves distracted. And we do that because it's uncomfortable to slow down. We have been taught that you know our emotions are not safe for us to feel. It's not safe for us to trust our intuition. So we shut all of that off because we're afraid that if we do those things, we might actually make big changes in our life. We might actually be more powerful. We might actually be who we came here to be. And our ego doesn't really like that. <laughs> completely, completely agree. And I am somebody who even now, after all the inner work that I have done, like I still catch myself wanting to be more productive. And and I catch myself because my husband will point it out because like, you know, I I'm a busy mama and I, I also own a business and all the different things. And he's like, you know, it's okay for you to stop. I'm like, I know, I know, you're completely right. But there's this still to this day, this like voice in my head um, that I know comes from programming around the more I've like ticked off the list or the more I've been productive the day, the more I've achieved and the achievement feels really good. And so I'd love for you to share maybe some of your experience or what you've witnessed in your clients that we can maybe really relate to all of us listening of like, oh, that's why I keep pushing or that's why I choose to stay disconnected. Sort of understanding where that, where does that programming come from? Mm. Yeah, such a powerful question. And when we understand the why underneath it, then we can start to do some self-reflection and take some responsibility and ownership and and really start to shift our relationship with that hyper-productivity. 
So one of the places, like you said, is our cultural programming of these, these messages that we get where it's like work hard, play hard, or just do it and push through the pain. And so we receive these messages and we also receive messages that if we're not productive, then we're weak, then we're lazy, we're going to fall behind, we're not worthy of success. And we have all these examples in our culture of you have to work hard in order to be successful. And the only way that you can achieve success is if you keep working hard. So we have these, these deeper layers and underneath, like at the root of that often is unworthiness. And it's like, I only feel good enough in myself If I'm constantly doing something, if I'm receiving the money, if I'm receiving the external validation, if I look like I have it all together, then people won't find out that I'm not as, you know, not amazing. And so we put on this facade and we, it drives us to keep producing. And I think what you shared about like that, you know, how good it feels when you, reach these accomplishments, right? It's like this, this inner thing, but then we don't even take time to celebrate that when we do reach those accomplishments. We're like, cool. If for example, like I wrote a book, awesome, cool. What's the next goal, right? Like it, it, it's this thing that we do where we don't even take time to enjoy the thing or really acknowledge ourselves for the thing when we finally get there. And so it's this fleeting pleasure, this fleeting joy that doesn't actually last. It's like this momentary experience rather than feeling that way most of the time. And what you spoke into around worthiness, like that hits even to this day for me is I think a lot of us receive our sense of validation and worthiness from the external, from the achievements, even if it is literally as finite as ticking things off of our to-do list. And a lot of us were raised in households, and I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong or bad, but raised in households where you were praised when you did something right, or you achieved something and you were not good enough or made to feel not good enough if the opposite were true. And so of course we're learning, okay, the more I do, the more I achieve, the better I am, the worthier that I am. And this is a life lesson for me is how do I give myself that validation? How do I give myself that praise and that enoughness? And I'm curious on your journey and your transformation with this, what did that or what does that even continue to look like for you to know, you know what, I am enough so that you're not always in the doing? Yeah, I was so caught in that trap for so long of the external validation. And I did have everything on paper that society deems as successful. I was at the time in my 20s, I got married when I was 25. We bought a beautiful home. We had a a cute dog. I had my own business. And like externally, it looked like I had it made. But internally, I was so empty. And I felt like so unfulfilled and knew that something was off. And this is really what drove me to my spiritual awakening journey. This is what drove me to connect more deeply with my soul because I had been doing things 
to get that validation unknowingly, unconsciously, wanting my family's approval, wanting people on the internet's approval, wanting men's approval. And I didn't really know who I was underneath that or how I could give myself that validation or that happiness. And that resulted in a decade of chronic depression and of anxiety and of body shame and a lot of health issues, chronic health issues, because I was constantly in that place of feeling not good enough and trying to prove myself. And the thing that has helped me the most to really cultivate that inner sense of self-worth is having a daily devotion practice, having a daily practice of connecting with myself and really tuning into, okay, what is it that brings me joy? What is it that makes me feel whole and complete inside? And really working on that deeper layer of self-love. And I also have a practice of self-celebration. And this is something that I really want your, your listeners to take home is that until we start acknowledging ourselves and validating ourselves and really feeling that in our bodies, that we are deeply, deeply worthy exactly as we are right now, we will continue to seek validation externally. And so it takes intention. It takes daily practice through daily affirmations, through our journaling, through our meditation practices, through having a daily practice of this is what I'm proud of myself for today, right? In almost every single coaching session that I do with my clients, we start with, what are you celebrating? Could be small, could be big, it doesn't matter. But taking that time to acknowledge what you're already doing well, instead of focusing on all the things you haven't done yet or the ways that you're not good enough, like our mind will default to the negativity bias and look for reasons why we're not enough. So we have to train our mind and we have to get into that embodied place of knowing our deep worth in order for things to really shift and to stop seeking that validation from outside. I love that so much. The self-celebration. I swear to you, I think it was Monday. No, yeah. Monday night. I said to my husband, you know what I think I need to start doing for this is I need to start writing at the very end of the day, what I'm proud of myself for that day. Like it has to come from within. So I love that you just shared that because I'm like, that is literally what I'm starting to do more of in my life. So thank you. I just want to interrupt this beautiful conversation with Amy for a moment because what we're talking about may be aligning with you in such a powerful way. And if you want more of this, so maybe you realize you have subconscious blocks or subconscious beliefs that are holding you back from being able to step more into your feminine flow or stopping you from creating more abundance from source, from within you, or you feel that there is a voice within you that says you have to keep working harder, you have to keep doing more in order to be worthy, in order to be successful, then one, you're not alone. I have been there. And two, there is a safe, beautiful, powerful place for you to come to, to work on that and to shift that and to have a space where you can 
consistently check in with your feminine and check in with your subconscious so that the actions that you are taking are coming from that beautifully aligned place within you. That is one of the big reasons why I created my monthly membership, The Abundance Portal. Every single month you receive a live subconscious healing session with me. You receive a monthly abundance boosting session. So that could look like EFT tapping on any blocks that are coming up. It could look like breath work. It can look like Reiki. It can look like movement. You also have access to a monthly reframe thread where I will coach you through any limiting blocks or beliefs that are coming up for you and so much more goodness that I don't need to go into right now on this podcast because you can head to the link for the abundance portal in the show notes or head to my Instagram at I am Helena Grace and just send me a DM and ask for the link and I'll be more than happy to send that your way or if you have any questions I will support you through that but this is a wonderful way for you to access this healing and these teachings in a very accessible way, not just time-wise, but also financially. So if this is speaking to you, then come on over and join us inside the Abundance Portal this month. There may be some women listening even myself included, who are like, I resonate so much with what you're saying, but there's still that part of them that's like, yeah, but I have to be productive or I have so many balls in the air. Like how are things going to get done or how are things going to get achieved if I'm more in my feminine? And I would love you to speak into like, actually, what does that look like? Actually, what is that dance between the masculine and the feminine? Maybe even defining what those are for some of us. So, cause it's not just a, it's not a gender role. It's, and energy, it's a way of being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally hear that because logically you're like, wait, you're asking me to do less and just to yeah. be. So how am I going to be where I want to be or keep growing and expanding? And it does feel counterintuitive because of how we've been taught, right? We've, we've been taught this one way and we get to learn a new way that's more sustainable. So to start off, like just really looking at these two different terms, again, like you mentioned, they are two different energies. You can think of the masculine as doing and as thinking and the feminine as being and feeling. Now, the masculine is responsible for structure, for organization. It's responsible for action. It's responsible for that forward penetrative energy that like moves things forward. The feminine is responsible for the creativity and it's responsible for the intuitive nudges. Our culture has taught us to lead with the masculine, lead with the logical and the analytical and figure out your emotions and your your feelings later. Ignore that. Now, if we shift that paradigm to leading with the feminine and then taking action with the masculine, we actually get a lot further because we are then taking action from an aligned place. We are then honoring our bodies and our emotions so that we don't go in these cycles of, okay, I'm going to do a lot of things and then I'm going to be burnt out and then I'm going to do a lot of things and then I'm going to be burnt out. 
So when we honor the feminine, it allows us to show up from that nourished place, from that place of aliveness and creativity versus from the place of being depleted. And I don't know about you, but when I'm in that place, I'm way more productive and focused anyways, and I don't have to work as hard or I don't have to force things because they're flowing, they're working. So it's not about not being in the masculine, but it's about let's tune in to our bodies. Let's tune in to our inner wisdom. Let's get aligned with what feels right for us. What is the aligned action that we want to take? What is the aligned project that I want to work on? And then from there, we can use this masculine drive to put it in place. And the dance is interesting because we can also use the masculine to create space for the feminine. So if you're someone who's really well-versed in your masculine energy, you know how to get shit done, you know how to be organized, you know how to be structured, you can use that skill set to create space for the feminine flow. So what that looks like practically in my life is taking a look at my schedule and being like, this is the time during my day where I am dedicating some feminine flow, where I'm going to go take a walk in nature. I'm going to do some intuitive movement dancing. I'm going to go to do some yoga. I'm going to do some breath work. I'm going to allow myself to just be and relax and then at this time of day, I'm going to start working. And these are when my client calls are. And then at the end of the day, I'm going to go take a bath. I'm going to cook dinner. I'm going to be intimate with my partner. That's where you get to be in your feminine. Now, the kind of integrated version of this or the advanced version of this eventually is that it's not just like, okay, these are the pockets of time that I'm connected to my feminine and pockets of time that I'm connected to my masculine. Eventually, as you become a master at this, you can flow between the two. You can say, okay, today in this moment or in this experience, I need to call upon more of my feminine energy or, oh, I noticed that I'm leaning too far into that doing mode. Okay. Let me slow down and pause and let me readjust. And you can, you can tell in your body how you feel throughout the day and what what your energy is calling for. So it it's a journey to get there, but even just starting with acknowledging what percentage of time during your day right now are you in your masculine and what percentage of time are you in your feminine? And if we can start to tweak that a little bit, it's not going to be 50-50. That's not the goal, but it's like, can we acknowledge that there's something out of alignment? Can we acknowledge there's a discrepancy between those two? And can we start to move towards some more balance in there? Yeah, totally. And it's like the masculine gets to support the feminine, as you said, and you can even have the structures within your business to allow more of the feminine to lead. Like that's definitely something I'm leaning even more into now is like, okay, who can I outsource to? So I'm not the one pushing this task forward or like I've just hired an ads agency and I'm like, okay, the way I look at this is actually like that's allowing flow. So I can be more in my feminine, different things like that. It's not one or the other. Um, And I'm curious when you are in, maybe like you just launched a book, you're in a launch mode or you're in a productivity state. Do you find it hard to switch out of that state and into 
let's say being intimate with your partner, let's say like going into partner mode or for me, like wife mode, like sometimes that switch actually is harder than actually in the business. Cause I really know how to follow my intuition when it comes to my business. But sometimes going from like, I've been on the ball, I've been like making it happen, doing, doing, doing to now, okay, I've got to stop it. I've got to be a wife. <laughs> you know, that that shift is not easy for a lot of us. I'm just curious whether you found that as well. Oh yeah, and this is a big part of my my former marriage what what wasn't working and I I learned that that being in my masculine in my relationship really impacted and it it impacted our intimacy, but it was a co-created dynamic where, you know, if I was in my masculine, then he was more in his, in his feminine and it just didn't work. And for different couples, it's a different, there's different versions of that. But I recently posted a reel that was received like so many people were like, Oh my God, I needed this so much. And it was exactly this of how to transition from your masculine workday so that you can be more open, more receptive so that you can be in your heart space with your partner instead of being in your head when you're just like constantly thinking about work or overthinking things in your relationship. So yes, it is, it is challenging and it takes intention And so the practice that I shared in that reel is turning on a song and just getting into your body at the end of the workday, like shifting, actually physically moving your body into the feminine so that the energy is not all stuck in your head and you're not just like continuing with that momentum, but it's like turning on whatever song you want, having a dance party or doing some stretching. That's one way that even in just three minutes of one song, it makes such a big difference. And we're shifting your frequency. We're shifting your vibration. Um, You could also go for a walk. You could take a bath, whatever you need to do to kind of shake off your day and shift gears. And not only is that going to serve your partnership, but it's going to feel better for you. Like it doesn't feel good for us to just go through our entire day in the CEO mode of our business. For sure. I know for me going on that walk is such a great way to shift. And especially if we can do it together, actually, because we both are in work mode. And so when you can actually join in with your partner and actually shifting out of that mode together, I think that's even Sometimes I'm just reflecting. I think sometimes maybe that's even more powerful. So I love that. Definitely with you on that. I'm curious because you are a leader in terms of helping women wake up to what gets to be next for us. Like, what is your vision of what the future is? Like, what is your vision for my daughter's generation? Like, what are we creating? What are we cultivating moving forward? Yeah, this feels like such a deep mission of of mine i think at the at the core what i call it is being a multidimensional woman where we get to be all of us we get to be that ceo and we also get to be in our softness and our emotions and where we get to make a lot of money and we get to be supported and enjoy our lives and that we don't just need to be this one version, this perfect version of us, but that we can be fully expressed and that we can 
live as our authentic selves and that we get to do that in community, like more collaboration, more connection, more community, rather than like having this competition or feeling like you're isolated and doing everything on your own. And so I really see this, this realm of women who are, are listening to their bodies, who are honoring their natural cycles, you know, even as business owners or as moms, like really honoring your menstrual cycles and the different seasons we go through as women and being able to align our external reality with what is truly in alignment for our souls. And when we do that, we experience more physical well-being. We have more energy. We feel emotionally more stable. And my vision is for women to thrive, not just to be in survival mode. Like that word has been coming through so strong in the last month or so is like, let's move into thriving. Like we're not in this like struggling to heal and struggling with our trauma and all of that. Like let's rise above that and be able to create a life that really lights us up where we feel supported and connected. I love that. I feel like thrive is such a powerful way of looking at it. And to me, it like represents abundance. It's like, how do we create more abundance from source and dance with that? I love that. You did speak into using your menstrual cycle. And I think that's really fascinating. What are some of your tips for how we as ambitious women can understand that? Because I don't think we, we, we can't change that we have a menstrual cycle, but we can understand it and maybe move with it in a way that gives us more groundedness in that shift in energy on a monthly basis. Because if we're not aware of it, sometimes I think what can happen is you think, why am I not as productive this week? (laughs) Or why is this not happening in this way? Or why am I feeling this way? Because we put an expectation that we're just always going to be on and that's not the case. So how do you dance with that in your months, in your seasons, even in your year? Yeah, this is another example of how as women, we have tried to conform to a man's Mm -hmm. world when we biologically have a 28 to 31 day cycle that we go through each month, whereas men are on a 24 hour cycle with their hormones. And when we are working against our cycles, it's a lot harder and it's really challenging to be consistent and to show up in the ways that we want to when we're working against our natural rhythms and cycles. So for example, right now I'm in my follicular phase of my cycle. This is a great time to do podcasts, to be speaking. Like I'm on, like I'm on point right now. Like I'm here, my brain is firing. Like I feel inspired. I feel excited. A week ago, when I was in my my luteal phase right before my my menstrual cycle started, I did not have the clarity, or I was not feeling like I had a lot of emotions coming up, and I had physical, you know, experience happening that just I wasn't feeling alive in the way that I am right now. And that's okay. So it's really taking a look at our cycles and and understanding that throughout our menstrual cycles, we have four different seasons. These are the inner seasons. And when we can understand those seasons, then we can plan accordingly to the best of our ability. It's not going to be perfect every time, but we can align our businesses and our life more easily. So I'll go over them really briefly. If we start when 
you are starting your menstrual cycle. Um, so let's say day one, that would be considered your winter season of your cycle. That's a time where you want to be a little bit slower. You want to go more inwards. You don't want a lot of social interactions or places where you have to be super on and energized, like give yourself some space and take stuff off of your calendar. Don't book your most important meetings and social events to the best that you can during that time. After that, we go into the spring, which is the follicular phase. And the spring is a really great time for creative energy, for collaborations, for putting ideas, letting ideas come through, being excited, being inspired. And then we go into the summer, which is ovulation, which we're feeling a little bit more flirty, more sensual, or we're just feeling more energized, that's when we want to take action and really put these things into place. And then again, we go back into that that luteal phase, which is kind of like the fall where, okay, like I get to kind of slow down. And maybe this is a time where you're learning about new things or you're you're doing things, but you're not necessarily doing the outward facing things where you're you're putting yourself out there in the world. And And at first it might feel like, oh my God, how am I going to align my whole life to this? And and you can even align your, your exercise and your nutrition to your cycles as well, which is really powerful. But the, the way that I would invite you to start this, just the simplest thing that you can do is to start to track your cycle. There's many different ways that you can track your cycle. I talk about it in my book, but you can use, use a, a tracking app and then put day one of your cycle when your next cycle is supposed to start in your calendar. So my assistant knows when I'm going to start my period. Like my team knows that it's in my calendar. And so when I'm looking at when I'm going to book new clients, when I'm going to book any, any speaking engagements or even podcast recordings, like I'm looking at that and like, no, actually I have too much stuff going on that week. I need to clear my calendar. I need to to really align my my schedule with how I'm feeling because I'm going to show up so much more energetically and inspired and authentic when I'm honoring those cycles. I love that. I think that's such a great idea to just have it in your calendar because sometimes just the awareness is all that you need because you don't always realize what's happening within the body um, until like, oh, I got my period. That makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think even if you just take that step, you're organically going to start probably aligning in a more powerful way to that. Before we let you go, I'd love to know what would you love? Maybe it's three things that every woman started implementing for herself, for her own nourishment, so she can thrive on a daily basis. This is a big one. I I would say the the number one thing and this is this has truly transformed my entire life and it, it transformed my mental health, it transformed my my ability to show up in my relationships in my business. It is the the first code, the first principle that I that I start with in the book because it is so foundational and sometimes it's the simplest things that we have the hardest time implementing. And so the the number one thing is having a daily devotion practice. And that doesn't mean a religious practice. It's a 
devoting time each day to connecting with yourself. And I know as a busy mom and a busy business owner and, and taking care of the house, like it can be challenging to do that. However, when we have healthy boundaries and when we are prioritizing that time for ourselves, everything else flows so much more easily. Starting with five to 10 minutes a day. Everyone has five to 10 minutes. I don't care what you say. I don't care how busy you are. The amount of time that we spend on our phones and social media and all of that stuff, like we have the time and really devoting that time. I mean, I have a client who she's been a teacher for 20 years and has been incredibly stressed out and it's impacted her so much. And through implementing these daily devotion practices, This is the first year of her career where she doesn't feel like she's stressed out out of her mind and going crazy. Like it has significantly impacted her ability to be present and her ability to move throughout her day without crippling stress. And I see that across the board. So that's the number one thing. And then the second thing is connecting with your body and the most the most common way that I see that, you know, women understand that is through yoga. Yoga is a practice that allows us to get into the body and to have that mind, body, spirit connection. You mentioned going for walks, being in nature, whatever you can do to get into your body and out of your mind. Breath work is also a really powerful practice. So this is the greatest key to shifting out of your masculine and into your feminine is learning how to intentionally shift from your mind into your body. So that would be the second most important one. And the third one that I'll add is incorporating more pleasure into your life, like really getting clear on what are the small things that bring me pleasure. Maybe it's lighting a lighting a candle or drinking a warm cup of tea or having a warm fuzzy blanket or watching the sunset. But like you didn't come here to just check the boxes off. You didn't come here to just get to the end of your day. Like that is not what your soul came here for. And when you are experiencing more pleasure, you bring that into your relationships. You bring that into your business. It's so inspiring to see a woman who's connected to her pleasure. So daily devotion, connecting to your body and prioritizing pleasure in your life. Oh, yes. I got goosebumps when you talked about the pleasure because you simplified it. It, For me, it's true. It is watching the sunset. It is drinking tea. It is lighting a candle at the end of the day. Love, love, love that. And being present for the pleasure because maybe it's there, but you're not giving yourself the ability to actually experience it. And so being aware of the pleasure and abundance that already surrounds you. It's just so powerful. Amy, this has been an absolute delight. I'm so on the same page as you with what you speak about and and the way that you're leading and congratulations on your book. Where can we go find the book and where can we learn more about you and what you do? Mm, Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a fun and flowy conversation. So there's a few different places that you can find the book. The best place is to go to my Instagram, which is Amy Natalie Co. And through the link in my bio, you'll find the book. You'll also find my podcast, which is called the Feminine Frequency Podcast. We have over 270 episodes to help you to tap into your feminine energy. And then you'll also find a free gift, which is my morning ritual. So I have a guided practice that helps you to connect with your body and feel empowered to start your day. 
And the last thing that I want to share about the book is that it's really designed to be a transformation journey. So throughout the book, I offer different guided practices and I've recorded guided meditations and embodiment practices that go along with the book that you'll get for free. So take this book as like, I I recommend in the book to read it in the feminine way. Don't just have this as like, okay, another book to get through. It's like, do the journaling prompts, download the meditations. Like that is where the real embodied transformation is going to happen. Mm, I love that. It's such a brilliant idea. I'm going to be downloading or buying it straight after this podcast interview. And I will let you guys know how I get on with that. So thank you so much. And thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.